I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody we are back yes it's it's been a while it's been a while but we are back welcome in to episode number 146 of the outside the box podcast right here on underground sports philadelphia kb coming at you from underground studios and by way of beautiful indiana harry the k oh we're about to have a spicy episode today boys We've got I'm ready to get heated. One hell of an episode on the dockets for you, but before we get started, got to talk to you guys about our incredible sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, the best in the business, doing things right. We tell you each and every week, he just still hasn't pulled the trigger. Harrison's Money. got like 15 pairs in his cart right now, just ready to rock and roll. Uh two brothers started this company on Long Island because they didn't want to pay an arm and a leg, didn't want to go and dish out an entire paycheck on a pair of sunglasses. So they made their own for a fraction of the price. And you guys know I rock the blue light glasses all the time. I'm staring at screens, whether I'm editing podcasts, recording, streaming, anything, blogging, all that good stuff. So my eyes are protected. You only get one set of eyes, so you got to make sure you protect them. And that's where Tomahawk Shades Blue Light Plus technology comes into play. Go to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart like your Harrison, put 27 pairs in there, and when you go to check out, before you check out, make sure you're signed up for their rewards program so you earn Hawk points, which essentially turns into free money for you to spend on the website. And then when you go to check out, all ready to rock and roll, use our code USP at checkout. It's going to save you 25% off your entire order. So you're already paying a fraction of the price of those big name brands. But then you're also paying a fractions fraction because of our promo code. You're getting a pair of sunglasses, blue light plus glasses, whatever it may be, your entire order for 75% of what it would be full cost. Think about it. It's it's too easy. And all orders right now, Harrison, that are $75 and over, so your cart, probably oh. eligible for this, qualified for free shipping. Yes. Free shipping for all orders, $75 and over. It, it's too simple. TomahawkShades.com, a quality product for an affordable price, and use the code USP to save 25% off your order. And Harrison, this podcast wouldn't be what it is if we didn't have the support from Manscaped. Yes, yes sir. Support for OTB, the Outside the Box podcast, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, which is probably how long it's going to take for us to find out if the PLL is going to announce another team for next season or not, uh, perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You know, you would think if you're using a, an electric trimmer, your, your skin's going to get jacked up, but no. Thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped, your skin's going to be perfectly fine. There's going to be no nicks, snags, or anything in between. And when I tell you guys this is premium, I mean premium. The battery's going to last you up to 90 minutes. So you can watch a whole lacrosse game while shaving your balls, and your lawnmower 3.0 is not going to die. So battery lasting up to 90 minutes, that's so you can take a longer shave. And... The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. It, it literally looks like a spotlight going down there to make sure you're trimming every single inch of your balls. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor, which is about as fast as Trevor Baptiste coming off the face-off stripe. Uh, with quiet shrug technology, so it's it's super quiet. You're not going to wake anybody up while you're shaving your balls. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by the simplicity of USB. If you guys are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code USP. Shout out Manscaped. Shout out Manscaped. The boxers, man. The boxers. Those boxers. So damn comfortable. The best in the business. Uh... So, obviously, there hasn't been much lacrosse news. I do have a bit of an NLL sort of kind of update that I got news fed to me a little bit. Um, The commissioner was on the Lacrosse Flash podcast. Pretty sure that is uh, off the crossbar with Teddy Jenner. Uh, If it wasn't, I apologize. It was either that or lacrosse classified. But the commissioner said that the NLL almost did – Vegas or Mohegan Sun or Toronto for a bubble for last season. Ooh, that would have. They. Sh- I wish they had done that. That would have been really cool. They almost did it for. I'm not sure if it was for last season or this season, but I was texted this. That was information, so I have to go and listen to it. I haven't gotten around to listening to it yet, but uh, the way that things are going, we talked about this previously, like. The NLL is trying to bank on fans being in the stands. That you're going to have a lost season. Yeah, like especially after seeing what the NHL and like NBA did, I think it would have been uh, it would have been easy money uh, had it been for last season for the NLL to do so. The same thing, I, they could have gotten great publicity out of it, uh, especially after seeing also with the PLL and the success of the NLL. 
who would have seen the success of the MLL bubble, knowing how much the PLL had really taken over the lacrosse game, uh, taken it by storm, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I think they should have done that. I would have loved to watch an MLL bubble, an MLL bubble playoff, too. And, I mean, if they do end up doing a bubble for this season, better believe they better be inviting us because oh, yeah. <laughs> I will make my – I, I will be like Eric Andre. Let me in. Let me in. Oh, uh, because an NLL bubble, there's so many possibilities that they can do with it because you'd have all 13 teams in one area. Yep. You could literally have games – every day of the week multiple because, games a day because multiple. of how small the league is you know with the with how few teams there are you could have yeah. games going on sunday through saturday if you wanted to imagine how beautiful that would be to watch too. just like flip on your tv check back and just watch 24 hours of straight nl lacrosse that sounds like an absolute dream. And I mean, the way I look at it, even if you wanted to spread it out and say you go, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, skip Sunday, you know, to give a, so, an extra day off and just kind of do like an NFL, you know, yeah. key days of the week, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday schedule of lacrosse would be brilliant for the NLL. You'd be able to space things out enough to give teams enough rest, you know, say a team plays on Thursday, you're not going to let them play again until, you know, the following Monday maybe. Um, I, I think there's a lot of possibilities, and I, I think it's just time for us to get the commissioner back on the show and just spitball ideas of an NLL bubble. I think that would be a fun thing to do. I, would, uh, I think we should have a bubble this year. I, I really hope that it's going to start soon instead of in April like – it's seemingly being proposed. Because that would also overlap with, you know, potential of a field season with the PLL, with the MLL, and we all know a majority of the the NLL guys play in either league. So, I mean, it it wouldn't give them enough opportunity to let their bodies rest and gear up for a field season. And, you know, just looking at some of the players, most notably Blaze, like he's got to get his body set for being a goalie Along after with being a midfielder in box, you know, after for, being a forward for the wings, yeah, he's got to get set for for being a goalie in the field, and like that just doesn't give anybody, especially if you make it to the championship game. Like, yeah, there's there's no way possible, and even if the the field leagues do uh, a, a bubble again, still doesn't give you enough time to get prepared because if you play even an abbreviated season, you're gonna go well into the summer if you start in March or April. And what if the 21-22 season starts on time as scheduled? How little time in between the uh, bubble to the field season to the start of the new NLL season do you really have to recover? You're, I mean, players are going to be dead on their feet at that point. Yeah, because looking back, last NLL season started Black Friday weekend, so that, that first weekend after Thanksgiving in the U.S., um, which, by the way, happy belated Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners. Um, but, I mean, that's about a month away. You know, we're, we're recording this on October 17th. 
if the 2019-2020 season got underway at the end of November and then a majority of the teams, you know, that was only a couple teams that played that weekend, but majority of the teams got started the middle of December. So, I mean, like, that's not that far away. Now that we're, like, looking at things, like, you're a month to two months away from your typical start time, and we are completely in the dark pretty much about when this season has any chance of getting started. Yep. It's just, I mean, COVID's turned this into a whole mess. We can't deny that. But we just want to watch NFL lacrosse. We want these players to be safe while playing lacrosse. That's priority number one is we want everybody to be safe and have those safety precautions in place. Exactly. But we don't even know what those could potentially be yet. Yeah, we want them to be able to recover in time, too. We want them to have that time in between seasons to really, you know, get back into shape, get back into playing form, be fully rested, so that there's less of a chance of injury when they go into their next season. Exactly. And, you know, the more information we find out or get fed or whatever it may be, we'll keep you guys in the loop. Uh, but the, the big topic Harrison proposed this episode topic to me. I said, yeah, let's absolutely do it because lacrosse Twitter, uh, went up in a frenzy a bit, obviously indigenous people's day, uh, was just this past week and, uh, big stooge, big fat stooge, Garrett Apple was back to his nonsense. Uh, I had a bunch of people texting me about it, you know, around different leagues, um, and we, we were all, you know, rightfully so, pissed the fuck off about just the the sheer dumbassery, audacity. Audacity, audacity, and stupidity of Garrett Apple. And I'm going to let Harrison take the lead on this because he's our intern and this was a project he proposed. So take it away, brother. So before I start ripping on this fucking asshole, I cannot put into words how much Garrett Apple disgusts me. Before we start on him, I just want to take a dive into what the like the background of lacrosse, the history, and the mythology behind this game to show how unacceptable it is for anybody uh, related to the sport, anybody who plays, anyone who's a fan, anybody who has been involved in lacrosse in their life. Why it is unacceptable for them to be celebrating Columbus Day, why Columbus Day shouldn't even be a holiday, and why Indigenous Peoples Day should be celebrated if you are a lacrosse person. So the story behind lacrosse, it goes, it's a gift from the creator. Uh, And it began as a game between the creatures of the earth, the four-legged animals and flying animals. The captains of these two teams were the bear, the deer, and the turtle for the animals, and the owl, the hawk, and the eagle for the winged birds. Now, this is also a creation story, which I find really cool. Because while the birds were, you know, getting hyped for the game, they were probably bumping dreams and nightmares, you know, just getting ready <laughs> to uh, d- destroy the four-legged animals. Uh, they spotted a little mouse and a squirrel who were turned away by uh, the animal team is, you know, mice and squirrel. Mice and squirrels are small. And bears and deer and turtles are significantly larger. 
than these guys. So these two little creatures, all they wanted to do was play the game. And isn't that what everybody who sees this game wants to do? They just want to play. Just give us a team and we will do something. And so the bird said, fine, we will let you play. But we got to figure out how to make you fly. So one bird took a water drum used for ceremonial gatherings, for social gatherings, and used the leather to create wings for the mouse, creating the first bat. Now, there was not enough leather uh, to make a second pair of wings for the squirrel. So they stretched the skin of the, uh, the squirrel to make suitable wings and created the first flying squirrel. So not only did lacrosse is lacrosse the creator's game, not only is it a medicine game, but it also originated, it, it created two new animals for the ecosystem. Now, it was a great game, apparently. Eagle versus bear on the face-off. Eagle, uh, Eagle popped it up, the flying squirrel caught it, passed it off the hawk, and then went kept it in the air but almost dropped it and did, then did drop it but the eagle caught it picked it up dodged dodged we you know did things that an eagle would do uh faked it to squirrel passed it to bat and scored winning the game for the birds now this game it originated for healing and enjoyment for their creator so by playing this game not only were the people and the animals who played this game, healing themselves, healing their souls. But they were also doing it in a spiritual way to honor their creator. And I think that's just a, it's a beautiful story, you know? I, I love seeing, like, even though it's animals in the story, it's, it's, it's souls coming together to really play a game they love. Now, lacrosse was graciously shared with the French settlers who showed up on this land, well, not settlers just yet, uh, missionaries, the, uh, the, uh, procedure, oh no, this was post Columbus, I guess, so they were just trying to remove native culture at this point. But they graciously shared this game with these strangers. And now it is what we know today. Garrett Apple, Garrett fucking Apple, decides to celebrate the man who slaughtered, who gave diseases he knew would kill Native Americans. He, this man committed biological warfare. He committed genocide on these people. And he thought, oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Mind you, I am I am Italian. Real Italians do not claim Christopher Columbus. Even back in the day, Italians thought he was crazy. They shipped him off to Spain. Right. He didn't even sail for Italy. You know, it, it's it's just so absolutely absurd. The fact that he had the wherewithal to just go out, all caps tweet, Happy Columbus Day with Italian and American flags. It's just fucking ridiculous. This man is not only a disgrace, well, not I'm not saying Apple real quick, even though Apple is a disgrace in the name of the cross. Um, Columbus is a disgrace 
to so many countries at this point. I, I, I is a disgrace to Italy because, I mean, they kicked him out and he still screwed up. He's a disgrace to Spain because he didn't even find what he was looking for. He was looking for the Indies. And he found a... No, he didn't find He stumbled on America. And he, the audacity to call the indigenous people of this land Indians because he thought they were from India or the Indies, my bad. I'm just... Ah, the amount of like all again, while uh, all while the league that Garrett Apple plays in the Premier Lacrosse League is out, you know, supporting and and rightfully so, you know, putting out things about Indigenous Peoples Day, supporting the Indigenous players in the league, like your your MVP Zed Williams, Jeremy Thompson, Miles Thompson, Austin Stott, like the list goes on and on. Without these players, the league would, you know. It wouldn't be as fun. Did you also there, find it odd, though, that, like, you have instances that got so much blow-up publicity, like, for example, the Matt Gaudette with Blaze situation. Because that was television. And everybody goes and, like, rips into Gaudette for that. But this situation, you hear crickets from the league. Because they thought if they didn't talk about it, I think nobody would really notice it. And I mean, I wouldn't have known anything about it if it didn't walk the way it did on the cross Twitter because that Howard Apple has me blocked. I yeah, let's even let's talk. He blocked you. Like what? I was like, oh wait, Apple's tweeting out of his ass again. Let me check. Oh wait, no, I'm blocked. <laughs> well, it doesn't like, even matter because the coward deleted his Twitter again. Oh, he's gonna be back in a month, and he's gonna expect us to like people to welcome him back. Like, oh, hey, hey, Garrett, how was your month vacation from Twitter? Like, he's an absolute stooge. Like, I just I don't understand how the PLL doesn't come out and address anything. Like, somebody had tweeted uh, at the PLL at the Redwoods and at the Seals. Because Garrett Apple used to play for the San Diego Seals uh, in 2018-2019. And the Seals, and it, this was known, I'm pretty sure, by people who follow the league. Like, Garrett Apple was not on the Seals roster at all last season. Um, but the Seals flat out came and said, you know, Garrett Apple's not part of the organization. They, they tweeted yeah. that. And when do you ever see a team flat out just say, hey, this person doesn't play for us anymore. They're not part of our team. Like, I've only seen seen teams do that when a player does something so disgusting that they're like, "Oh yeah, we really want to distance ourselves from this guy." And Garrett Apple has a track record at this point now. This is not an isolated incident. How do you continue to give this guy opportunities in this league? I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, he he disgustingly hit Matt Gaudette during the championship series. Uh, you know, this instance here, it's it's becoming a, a recurring thing where Garrett Apple is just a, a scumbag. I think he likes being a troll just for troll's sake. Which is like, ridiculous. And, like, we're not 12 years old anymore. Also, tweeting Happy Columbus Day, it takes away from the struggles 
that indigenous people are going through right now. Indigenous women have to worry about rape every single day because there are so many people who think they have so much power over them just because we came here and took their land. It's disgusting. And I, I get so angry when I think about this. Garrett, I, I can't let Garrett Apple do this to I mean, me anymore, man. He has the audacity to tweet that out all while the PLL is tweeting about Indigenous Peoples Day, celebrating the Indigenous players in the league. And, you know, just because you only have 1,200 followers on Twitter doesn't mean it's not going to get found. The league follows you. People around the league follow you. It's going to get yeah. found. You're not, you know, excluded from getting scrutinized tweeting out of your ass like and then he tried to apologize for it and it was just such a sad excuse of an apology um i mean you know and then he, yeah, read man. the room pal read the fucking room this man is literally the tony d'angelo of the piano oh what like, a comparison he's just he tries to be controversial to just for like i don't get it also, shout out Ryder Garzy for like being that teammate. Our guy. The comments he hopped in the comments and was like, "Nobody cares about Columbus Day." Nope. What a hero! Because that is how you use your platform to speak out against the injustices done against the people who graciously gave us this game. They shared it with us, and we gave them nothing. And you get the opportunity to play at the highest level of the game in the... Which we all love. I don't doubt that he loves the game. But... It, it's just sad. You know, it, it's it's pathetic. I don't know if it's just ignorance, which, if it is, that's also kind of pathetic because you play <laughs> the sport of the indigenous people. Like, you should know the game you play in and out, you know, on and off the field. Um, I just, I, I remember he leaves me speechless I, because of how just dumb he acts and how foolishly he acts on a daily basis. You know, this is like we said, this is not an isolated incident where he's acting like an idiot. Uh, he's done it in physical ways and now doing it in an emotional way. Um, and let's also not forget Carrot Apple didn't have a Black Lives Matter patch on his jersey. Yeah. I mean, again, there's just been so much outpouring of support for the Haudenosaunee people this summer, trying to get them into the World Games. Now trying to get them into the Olympics in uh, L.A. in 2028. Think about how cool that would be. Or 2026 or 2028. I think it's 2028, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. Like, they, they keep tweeting out those images of them at opening ceremonies of different World Games. Imagine how amazing it would be to see the men's and women's Iroquois national team walking out in whatever stadium the opening ceremony is in 2028, proudly flying the purple and gold flag, celebrating their people. How cool would that be? And then Garrett up with those go, oh, I think Columbus Day. Like, get out of here with that. He's an absolute stooge, an absolute buffoon. And, you know, hopefully he stays off of Twitter because there's there's no need for him 
to be spewing nonsense on social media at this point. He's going to be back. He never learns his lesson. He's going to be back and he's going to say something horrible again. It's just going to, the cycle's just going to restart. And me, me personally, I wish the league would have, you know, stepped out and said something um, to just condone the the idiocy. Uh, so that was kind of, that was kind of disappointing to me that we didn't see even a statement on it. You know, it it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Again, I think they thought. Maybe if they didn't make a statement, maybe it wouldn't make it past lacrosse Twitter to the more casual lacrosse fan. And, well, we saw how that worked out. And luckily, everybody on Twitter decided to roast the hell out of Apple. Except for, you know, that one little stupid account, what lacks exposed. Yeah. That conspiracy theory not. You want to talk about banned from OTB? <laughs> there it is. Uh, that, that's that stamp is bam, ban those. There, there are very few people banned from OTB, and if you're an OG listener, you know who they are. Uh, but I think we need to have a a, a council here. I is, think we do. Is, is Garrett Apple banned from OTB? Hell yes. There it is. Hammer laid down. Garrett I... Apple officially banned from the Outside the Box podcast. Everything he does, just I would I would tell him to his face. I don't care. He disgusts me. I I know he's like twice my size and has like muscles on top of his muscles. I will not like I will not deny the dude is a talented athlete who does a lot of dumb things on the field. Um, but I will tell him to his face. His ideologies and the way he's been treating his fellow teammates. And the people who gave us this game, I can't drive us home enough. He disgusts me. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so that is that on that. The other news in the lacrosse world, uh, our guy, friend of the show, big supporter of our show, teammate of the now banned Garrett Apple. Jules Henningberg, now the official host of the Unbuckled Chin Share podcast for season two. I'm excited for this. And they're starting off with a Jules Nicasello episode. That's just going to be fun. I'm going to put this out there, too, because he is one of our white whales. Hashtag Nicasello come on OTB challenge. The, the amount of just buffoonery we, we would be able to get up to with Nicasello. Yes. Just talking shop, having fun. Big fans. Positive. Um, Yo, it's not positive. It's not hashtag positive Friday anymore, but can we get a hashtag positive Saturday going on? Right. Uh, Getting Nicasella on the show. (laughs) I, um, I'm very excited for Jules. I think this is an awesome opportunity. Obviously he did his, uh, you know, video podcast with Deemer during the championship series where both of them weren't playing. So I think that got him a start into kind of this podcasting world. Um, and I, I love just talking to Jules when he came on the show. He was an absolute joy and a blast. I love hearing his knowledge of the game. He's taken, you know, deep dives into all facets of the game. Um, he's an absolute, you know, knowledge. He's got the knowledge and the wherewithal to 
deliver interesting, spark up fun conversations with players around the league. And I think, you know, I, I said this to a couple of people when it comes to Paul Rabel doing podcasts, he's like professor calamitous of podcasts. He starts them, but he can't finish them. So I think him handing over the, the reins to Jules is one, a smart decision. And two, I think because it's a player like Jules, who a lot of people respect, look up to and have, you know, a lot of high hopes for for his career moving forward. Um, I think he's going to be able to get a lot of information and stories and things out of these players around the league to really spark up fun conversations. Yeah, I mean, Jules is definitely one of the faces of the future of lacrosse. He's going to be big in this game for years to come. He didn't go to one of the schools like Hopkins or, you know, Duke. He went to Rutgers, which makes him a bit more relatable to uh, players who go to smaller schools who don't always go to the uh, the tournament, players who go to schools where they don't even have a team, where they got to play a club, like like me. Um, like these three schools, it's just it's a guy who's worked his way up through the lacrosse program to get to where he is today. So I'm just I'm excited to. See to hear this first episode like i I think he's gonna be a really good podcast host yeah i'm excited i'm super pumped um because i think there's gonna be consistency too you know to have somebody who is going to be dedicated to the craft of it and being able to you know do a a stand-up job for it I'm, i'm super excited for jules he deserves this and um you know, I, I can't wait for that first episode. Did they announce when the first episode is coming? I don't think so. Uh, let me check, though. I don't think they would have announced that yet, because I think yeah. they're probably still in production, aren't they? Probably. So, I mean, when that comes out, I can't wait to listen, um, because the stories that are going to come out of Unbuckled Chin Straps The Redwood two. Locker Room? Oh, yeah, the speaker stories? Yeah. Um, so PLL day, five days away, five days away. I'm sure we'll record an episode, um, before then, but, or on PLL day, maybe on PLL day, that would be hype. Cause that is on a third. Yeah. We might record on PLL day. So get ready for that. Um, but yeah, PLL day. And we brought up the story of the creators game again, speculate. We love speculating because the PLL and the NLL are such young leagues and still looking to expand. We brought up a fun concept for yes. team number eight. And it was one that I don't know why we didn't think about it before when we were speculating about team seven. If they do team number eight and make it an owl logo, like the Redwoods are a bear Atlas or bulls, et cetera, et cetera. An owl mascot would be straight up fire yeah because again most of the team logos have some significance to native culture in some way again the bear was one of the captains of the uh original animal teams the uh the bull that's a it's a big uh livestock thing to have here in america 
a lot of arrowheads found on native ground. There's the archers. Uh, I know of Cherokee stories uh, revolving around snakes. I got the whip snakes there. Not so much sure about uh, scorpions and knights. But if you had the owl in, there's your uh, captain of the bird team. And I think that would just be a really cool uh, tie-in. We might, like a, we might have to get yeah. somebody to mock up uh, some artwork for our idea. We're not going to disclose the the colorway just yet, but just know oh, yeah. the colorway. Harrison and I, we might talk about it on PLL Day episode. We'll save yeah. we'll save the but colorway. Then hopefully, the we'll have something mocked up. Yeah, so we'll we might tweet it out, put it on Instagram. That's why you should be following us on social media, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. At OTB Laxpot on Twitter and Instagram, but. We'll mock up something to give you our our brainchild of Team Number Eight's logo if and when that comes to fruition. Um, but the owl concept is something that needs to happen sooner rather than later because we were looking it up. We think that there are only four sports teams, and they're all colleges, that have an owl as their mascot. Think about how icy an owl logo is. Just those eyes staring at you, man. Like, yeah, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Temple has such a good logo. Like, what? It's FAU too, Florida Atlantic. Temple, Rowan University has an owl as their mascot. Uh, it is yep. called the Pro. They're called the Profs. My college, my alma mater, but uh, it is an owl. Uh, FAU. And Rice University. Those are the four that I was Rice. able to find. Yeah. I forgot about Rice. And I mean, when it comes to new teams and everything, like you have to be able to lock down trademarks and everything. And the fact that there's only four teams with an owl. Yeah. It's something that is completely possible to do and have a lot of creativity with because there are so few options out there. Yep, exactly. And you can, again... Imagine the designs of these jerseys you could come up with with an owl. Like you could throw wings on there or something, or like like a feather pattern. That would be Ooh, cool. Feather pattern would be that fire. Kind of like the uh, Oregon Ducks. There, yes. those football jerseys back in the day. Man, those were nice. That would be gas. So yeah, yeah. owl logo. We are officially marking that as our our team eight mascot of choice, choice. and yeah. we'll we'll figure out a team name on PLL day. And ours uh, is just too plain. Hopefully, the PLL announces that team eight will be coming because there's way too much talent in the league and incoming into the league to not have at least one more team going into 2021. Exactly. There again, this league needs really doesn't need to expand there we're about to have an explosion of good young players looking for teams to play professionally and with only seven teams not all of them are going to get that chance and a lot of them deserve that chance so if you add more teams you're just expanding the sport and giving more young kids that hope yeah, I can do this professionally one day. 
this can be my job. I can do this. Plus, with how loaded the college draft is going to be after the situation with COVID-19, you know, the amount of players just this year that didn't get to be on a roster for the championship series. Uh, the yeah. list goes on and on with how many talented players, like our guy Jojo Morasco, who will be making a return to the show very soon. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, but, you know, Jojo didn't even get to play for the Redwoods this year. He was put on waivers and was not picked up. Um, Jerry Raganese, a talented faceoff guy, did not get to play this year. You know, he was the lifeguard of the PLL player pool. <laughs> That's in his Twitter bio which I think is one of the most fantastic Twitter bios I've ever seen. Um, so, I mean, we we really need to assess, you know, I hope the PLL assesses that they need more teams in the league just to get more talent on the field. And Honestly, I think they already have. It, it's bound to happen. Obviously, we, we found out about the Water Dogs a little bit earlier with the team name, um, but that whole shindig was announced on New Year's Day of 2020 was when all of the water dogs info came out. So, I mean, if that is the same case for team number eight, if, and when it is, you know, going to come through, we are three months away. When did they really start teasing the water dogs info though? Like, uh, so we knew they were had a seventh team coming, but when did they confirm team seven was coming? Expansion was first mentioned post game of the championship game in 2019 when Paul okay, so was on knew. NBC and talked about expansion and everything. Yeah. We, so we knew that was coming in September. And then it, what, it was like, and then a week before it really started kicking off. That's when, uh, that's when they announced. Say, I want to say PLL day. We got some info. I think that's when they started, uh, asking people for mock-ups of the, uh, of, of ideas. Yeah. Yeah, remember because there was like the Black Watch. That one was a really cool one. Yes, that one. I I still really like that one. I I want them to bring that one in at some point. That would be gas. Um, yeah. I want to say PLL Day was around when things kicked up, or a little bit after. Yeah, and then we, we found out all the info, colorways, logo, all that good stuff, officially because it did get leaked, but officially on. January 1st. Yes. And let's that also not so forget hard. that red, that Redwoods yellow helmet was still got to be floating around somewhere. So we better get third jerseys for They're each saving team. It in the drafts. It's, it's in their Twitter drafts right now. Those, They're those, just saving it there. Those jerseys need to be revealed because a yellow Redwoods jersey would be fire. Yellow with green stripes. Needs to happen. I need it. Out. Yeah, third jerseys. The Atlas need a purple third jersey. Yes. Atlas need a purple one. Or a, navy, want, or a navy blue. Or navy blue. That would be cool as hell, too. The Whip Snakes need a green one to go with that helmet. Yeah, they need a teal like a jersey. Uh, bring back the navy blue for archers. So that they I have... thought it was the white they got rid of. Oh, it might have been the white. So bring back yeah. the white jerseys for archers. Um, water dogs need like a, a charcoal gray. That would be dirty. That's what the, oh. the, the, the light purple should have been charcoal gray to begin with. 
in my opinion, yeah. but that's just me. Um, yeah, that's Michael Graham, and that's an elite jersey set. Chaos need a full-on red jersey. Yeah, red on red on red. Um, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Chrome. Oh, Chrome need a, Chrome. Chrome either needs uh Tiffany blue, uh, a like a silver gray, or a hot pink. They honestly Next. need. To, they honestly need to go full Miami Vice, Miami Heat jerseys. I think they do. <laughs> um, one thing I. It, that is really interesting, though, is that Vegas Golden Knights are the first team in sports, I think, to have a metallic look. Like, the jersey is actually metallic. The stitching on it. Yes. Or, so imagine if... Because it's made by Adidas. Imagine if the Chrome were able to do that with like a silver uniform. Same, I mean, both made by Adidas metallic silver i think that would be pretty cool make that chain mail yeah that's gotta happen needs to happen asap i think that's all we got for you guys so stay tuned we will be doing an episode on pll day um yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun to see you know what comes to fruition the the big stuff that happened in the week we've been gone is basically what we just been over. There's not been too, too much lacrosse. Yeah, the lacrosse front has been quiet, but we are working on getting guests for the show. Yes. So stay tuned for the guests. We've got some things in the works, so don't worry. Just be happy. But we are back, and uh, when the guests line up, you guys will hear about it first on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at OTBLaxPod. And uh, make sure you guys are following myself on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you're following Dom on Twitter at Wash Lifestyle. Tune into his streams as well. My man is grinding on the Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash Ape, And you can check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PHI. And make sure you're following Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Support and indigenous people. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But if it is Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Let us know your your thoughts on uh, Garrett Apple being a big, fat stooge. Um, you know, leave us your, your thoughts on our boy Jules being a podcast host now. And let us know if you think the Owl should be team number eight or what you think team number eight's mascot should be. Leave it in your Apple Podcast review. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know those standards are five stars. And you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, OTB is there. Harrison, any final thoughts? Uh, Garrett Apple, absolute clown. Disgrace to the game. Officially uh, banned. Officially banned. Uh, Jules Henningberg, I'm so happy for him. That's going to go really well. We need that owl team. And again, I said it earlier, support indigenous people in any way you can. Because they deserve equal rights on their land. As much, you know, it's just, they don't get it. Charlie, they don't get it. Charlie Ragusa said it best. Give Garrett Apple's verified check to the Iroquois National Twitter account. Uh, 
as always, guys, show brought to you by our friends at Tomahawk Shades, TomahawkShades.com. Enter the code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. And, of course, the big bad homies over at Manscaped, Manscaped.com. Promo code USP gets you 20% off and free shipping. That's right, 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Guys, it's been episode number 146 of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Harrison, for Dom, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.